Okay, we are going. Hey, everybody. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven IPAs, huh? You're close to fifteen. Wow. I I'm uh I thought we had more. I think the well, I don't know. I didn't totally uh, check that. I'm I'm a little low. Yeah, the kids were using this, so oh, I turned down okay. the, I turned down the <laughs> monitor. So. That's why. That explains it. Hey, so yeah, um lots of stuff to talk about. Yes, yes. Yeah. The um well, everyone wants the, to know. The, the fucking blue dress, the went, fucking from, blue dress. went from annoying to fascinating mm-hmm. really quick for me. Right. Because my brain changed its mind on what color the dress was. Yep. And... That was the cool part of the story. Not that, oh, there's an optical illusion that this dress looks like, but that you, you went back to it and you saw it differently. You, you, you thought that the page had changed. I woke up in the morning... Well, before I went to bed, I saw a couple people tweeting about the blue dress. And I didn't really it. look at it. And I just... It, it it seemed like it was some kind of... I, I, I just kind of glanced. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't click on any links. I just kind of glanced at the tweets. And it seemed like it was some kind of technology thing. Like, I thought it was like e-fabric or something, you know? Some kind of, like, color-changing dress, right? Like, electronic color-changing dress. So I went to bed. Woke up and saw more and more about the dress. I'm like, okay, what the fuck's this dress? So I click a link, and actually the first image I saw, I had to go back and figure out which one it was, because I told you, I won't spoil the story, but it was on Wired, mm-hmm. and um, they had three versions. They had the normal version, then they had it white, or the white balance shifted one way, and the white right. balance shifted the other way. And I remember laying in bed, looking at it on my phone, and the dress was white with gold trim. Um and I was thinking, okay, if this is a blue dress, then it only looks white with gold trim because the iPhone's white balance was completely horked when it shot this photo. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just a really bad photo. That's what I had chalked it up right. to, right? And it is. It is a really bad photo. But no, I mean, I just, like I just meant, I, I meant it is a objectively bad photo. Mm-hmm. Like. That's why it doesn't look blue. <laughs> not not because not the reasons that I didn't think it looked blue at the time. Yeah. And so then later on in the day I was sitting at the dentist office around eleven thirty and it came on, on TV and the dress looked slightly more blue. It was like a dirty gray. I just thought it was the TV at the time, right? And then you showed me an alternate picture of the dress. Yes. That was being worn at a wedding. And in this picture, it's super saturated blue, right? Next to a bride's bridal gown and whatnot. Same dress, same person, same day. That uh-huh. picture. Right. So yeah. And then, I don't know. A couple hours later, on Twitter, Scientific America posted a tweet, and the photo was in line, and the dress was fucking blue. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the fuck. Then I my so my first guess was. I, I didn't remember that it was wired, right? right? My first guess was, was I looking at a fake photo early in the morning? And uh, no, I mean, now I see the, the dress. And the message you sent to me is, the picture that I saw that was supposed to be the original was not as blue even as even the bluest. Or my phone and Mac are reproducing colors very differently. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's the original picture. <laughs> it's your brain. Yeah. Um, 
it's either my brain has changed its mind or I was looking at a fake. I suspect the latter. And I said, your brain changes mind. Seriously, that's what happened. This is not an unknown. In fact, last week I was telling you about mm-hmm. a similar one, the Mikella right. effect, which is basically the same idea. You can reprogram the way your brain sees colors. Uh, this is really a color constancy effect is, is, is what was happening in this picture. And yeah, I when I first saw the I heard about it because I was just at you know I got in I was at my desk and I heard from the break rooms people were talking about this dress and it's like that seems weird they're talking about a dress that's white or blue so I just did a quick search and boom mm-hmm. there it shows up I think also I saw my sister tweet about it and the, the two mm-hmm. the conflict event was like right. okay I gotta take a look at this and immediately yeah I saw a white and gold dress and then I looked at it I was like oh, okay and I looked back and it was still white and gold. And, you know, but then I saw the dress, like, okay, that, the dress is obviously blue. Later, I looked at the picture, and yeah, now it's now it's shockingly blue to me. It's, right. It's, well, like, even the Wired thing, I'm looking at this white and gold dress, and they had sampled RGB colors mm-hmm. out of different parts of the photo, right? And right. if you isolated those pixels on a white background, they looked light blue. Right. But the dress itself still... So that I chalked up to an optical illusion... Of the photo, mm-hmm. but not one that I would learn and see different. Like learning yeah. and seeing differently, that is the crazy part. And that's everyone hates the, the all the crazy tweets about this. But this is it went from dumb and annoying to really fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's a yeah. The 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 interesting part is that that aspect that we can look at the picture now, and it's a very different picture from what we looked at before. Right, and it's simply and nothing has changed except for our we've primed our our the color part of our brains to understand it more. Remember color doesn't actually exist. Right. It, frequencies of, frequencies of light actually exist, but color is just a way your brain is is has developed oh, I mean, to to the, understand that. Remember we talked before about that radio lab about color, right? Mm-hmm. And how like in Greek times there's no Greek writing or poetry about blue skies. Right. And it was much later that someone discovered or assigned to the sky blue. Mm-hmm. So imagine the dress. Imagine being a Greek looking up to the sky and not seeing blue, but seeing white or gray. Yes. And, I mean, it, that's literally what they saw, as far as we can tell. Yeah, they, they literally did not see the color blue. It's fascinating to think that that is all... Not even physical. That's a psychological effect. We have to learn to see it. Yeah. And that dress and in that photo triggered. It was such. It was right on the border of perception mm-hmm. or something that it triggered those ancient Greek things. In yeah. Us, you know. And yeah, I like. I want to like not look at the dress for a month. And I just want someone to flash it at me unexpectedly mm-hmm. and see if it looks white. That's a good. That's a that's a really good test because the, the McCullough effect, you know, it, it can last up to three months. They found right. Just staring I mean, at one. I, I mean, I, I don't want to know when it's. I mean, I don't know yeah. a month, couple days. Yeah, tomorrow maybe. But throw it at me when I'm not expecting to see the dress, and but but have my attention before you throw it at me. So so I'm ready to give you an answer so, in yeah. some way, you know, without being prompted for it. <laughs> you know, so I can give you that. Because I'm pretty sure if I see it, yeah. I will make it I mean, it blue. is absolutely amazing that it just, it is. It's so blue. It's so blue. <laughs> and the black, the gold turning the black is crazy, too. Yeah. 
yeah. It's it, it really is. I mean, it, it's a Heather still sees it as mostly white and gold. Really, I, I tried to train her a little bit. Like the I tried to fast track kind of my progression throughout mm-hmm. the day, and it didn't really work for. Her. But she needs to like stare at the blue dress for a little bit, and then I think it'll. She's actually like mm-hmm. literally stare at it, mm-hmm. and that will. I see. I didn't really stare her. at it too much. I mean, I looked at it. Probably not. More well, I was saying if you want to fast track it. Oh right, but like the picture you sent me, I doubt I had more than fifteen seconds exposure time with it. That's all you need. Yeah, pretty cool. Okay, so there's lots of stuff in here. The equation group. Yeah, so the equation group is probably the NSA. And uh, I read something on Ars Technica about them, right? So they're they're the they're the guys who made Stuxnet and all the other things, right? They're the yeah. They um, have exploits that were seen out in the wild before they were seen in Stuxnet, mm-hmm. and and things like that. Um, it it is as far as the forensic scientists have been able to tell it is the 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 innermost ring of government um es- computer espionage you know spying you know and and hacking and and writing malware and things like that you know exploiting exploiting Where did the name systems. come from they they love equations you know they encrypt use a lot of encryption and stuff it, it's based off of that I read the intro mm-hmm. of the article if you want a cleaner detail of that but uh, one of the interesting things is, I mean, they have some really advanced things they do. They, if they infect, they, they have reserved this for only a few systems, like the highest, the best targets. Mm-hmm. They will, the dropper will drop, a, they'll install firmware on your hard drive, on the hard drive. You know, drive from yeah, right. and it will allocate a portion of the drive for invisible storage, so it can record stuff there and then exfiltrate it through, you know, either the USB transfers or over the internet. You know, one of the many ways they have mm-hmm. exfiltrating data. But yeah, I mean, just hijacking—it's just like bad USB, right? right? It's hijacking part of the drive and doing whatever with it. So it's just like it's bad USB, but bad HDD, and. Uh, I mean, it's it's fascinating stuff, man. Doing things like using um, using the monitors and using microphones and other computers to send data to each other because well, they can't really do it with LCDs, but you could do that with CRTs. You yeah. could you could actually send radio frequency data and have the microphones pick it up. Um, yeah, there's lots of very cool things. I guess you could could you make the speakers on a computer do hot and high? They probably don't do high enough tones. You could. No, there, there's been there's I've seen proofs of concepts of of air gapping uh, computers yeah. with well like the CRT right using that mm-hmm. um, yeah and there's other ways I mean I'm sure the speakers can do some form of um, of ultrasound or something like that close to yeah, it yeah. you know so anything over twenty thousand hertz right that if the microphone can pick it up and your ears can't. Or a teenager will be like you're getting hacked dude <laughs> <laughs> and us old people will be like what. <laughs> No, no, it's Matt. Can't get hacked. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the equation group. Look at Ars Technica for that. Groundbreaking versus ribbon cutting? Okay, so I saw... It's kind of a rant. I was going to do this Twitter rant about who the fuck cares about getting these important people out to turn over a 
ceremonial scoop of shovel with a golden shovel. What the fuck? Like, why is that celebrated? Where I understand ribbon cutting, right? Or christening, you know, it's mm-hmm. like ready to be used. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have this anger of national anger of building up on the, on a groundbreaking. It's yeah. Like, well, I, I, the idea is that you're developing, right? So you mm-hmm. are you are saying that hey, uh, because of this person's. Um, you know, help whatever it was in legal way or you know, um, uh, business, you know, money or just uh, legislative. They helped to, to start this development, and so it's and the development is the idea that you're going to pour in resources, and that will be a resource yeah, but, magnifier. I don't know, but it's not really the beginning. I mean, you've already had all kinds of architecture stuff. Well, I mean, done it's, and... it's an empty ceremony, but so life yeah. is full of empty ceremonies. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember which groundbreaking made me want to i'm like this is just gonna be a dumb twitter rant so i'll, I'll save it for the I mean, pre-show it, it, but it's a dumb pre-show topic so it's kind of the, the ver- thing my mind immediately leapt immediately leapt to is life begins a conception debate right well i mean that's just it's a that's a mechanical yeah. process just yeah. very, you know along the steps so why celebrate a birthday if that's not the beginning well right? i mean the, the birthday there is you know th- that's your ribbon that's, cutting well yeah, and yeah. and the the conception is your groundbreaking, you know. So, but yeah, there was, was there were steps. There yeah. was step. Yeah, they were planning beforehand to get to the to get to the groundbreaking, and there's stuff that comes afterwards after the right. And there's stuff in between. There are you know marks. So yeah, silly silly things that we celebrate. Um, my mother is a Jewish supremacist. That's all that yes. on there. I mean, we all we all know that already. Yes, it was just I, I was talking to my mom, and uh, I was trying to talk to my dad. It was my dad's birthday, and my mom was in, and so she was telling me this uh, whatever she tells me about where she's going. She always, you know, always talks my ear off about where she's going, and she said that she was going to she was going to see a movie about uh, this Chicago, um, the Chicago schools that are run or that are private schools but they basically they take inner city kids and they they got a they got their money from a grant from the guy behind one of the guys in Sears Roebuck okay fine I I think I jokingly said something like oh that's all that socialism you hate because <laughs> you know spreading what he said no that's like that's what Fox News would call it socialism no they wouldn't I was like alright whatever but she said but you know what it, what it shows you is Jews give money to 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 things other than just their religion. I was like, "What? Wait, what do you mean Jews do? Everyone does." <laughs> and and then she says, "Well, yes, but only Jews give money to only Jews give money to Jewish charities." I said, "What?" I was like, "Only Mormons give money to Mormon charities. What's the point?" Right. <laughs> Uh, she she did to, to her I guess to her credit she did say okay well that's a reasonable point but I mean just the idea that she had in her head like well, oh she's you know in her environment mm-hmm. before those words left her lips a Jewish charity seemed like a general charity right yeah I because guess. she lives in such a group of of a community yeah and it seems like that's a general part of the community and you know once she talked to her she stepped back and like oh yeah that's part of my community. And there's Catholic charities and yeah. Mormon charities. And- I, I didn't go just Christian because in my mind, even though I, 
I was very proud of myself for coming up with it very quickly. But in, in my mind, I thought if I said Christian, you said, oh, well, you know, the United Way, blah, blah, blah. Um, she would say these are kind of Christian charities, but they get gets rolled over. But I went to a small religion that I was sure she would not. <laughs> she would not be able to, you know, weasel out of because, right. yeah, no one gives money to Mormon charities except for Mormons. Right. And you would expect that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it was more bulletproof. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, she she loves her Jews. So, um, yeah, I saw an interesting headline, right? The Candy Crush Saga players spent over $1.3 billion in 2014 in in-app purchases. <coughs> cool. Man, there's money in games it, and apps, man. There is so much money. Do you know, I mean, the, the biggest, like, what, what's the biggest movie ever? Biggest... Movie, I think it's right now Avatar, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. That that's like the, it made the most money. It's mm-hmm. and movies like that, gigantic blockbusters, they're rare. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have you know medium scale blockbusters and small scale blockbusters, but gigantic blockbusters, they're rare. There are games that come out like four, seven or eight or ten games a year that have that that do that kind of money, right? And but you're you're talking about like. Platform games, yeah. Right? Well, it's like, like you know, big Grand budget. Theft Auto, all oh, right. But yeah. they're big budget games. Then you have a game like Candy Crush Saga, which is more of a let's make twenty games and see which one gets traction, right? And it makes one point three billion dollars in a year. Well, the, I mean, it's a part of the reason is that you can get this out to so many people, mm-hmm. and. So we have a distribution mechanism for this, and everyone has a device that can play it. Yeah, well, that's the same. I mean, the, uh, I didn't read the article fully, so I don't know what the average purchase size was. It probably wasn't more than five bucks. Well, the, the, there's, there's a great South Park about this, and it, that's the one with the alcohol ad. I don't think you've ever seen okay. it, the, the full one. But uh, I mean, the whole thing behind Freemium is, is that it, it's they make their money from the gamblers. They make their money from the compulsive people. Most people will do it. Either throw it away, or they pay you know once or twice. See, it doesn't get them anywhere, and throw it away. Mm-hmm. They make their money from the people who will just get addicted to it, mm-hmm. and they use like you know that they they scientifically tune them to have the right sounds to you know to stimulate that, and and the right just the right amount of of uh, payback and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. right, very very highly tuned things just to get money out of a certain group of people who are yeah. Literally I mean, addicted. gotta get the lure just right, right? Yeah, you have to get that lure just right to keep them. Hooked, keep them paying, keep them interested. Make the game stupid, but not too stupid, right? Not just stupid enough. So, so it's not. Yeah, you you don't want to. You don't want people to think it's too hard, right? Or too easy, right? But then you throw a hard curve every once in a while, so they have to pay to get through it. Very. I mean, these games are. You are can't get really... past this level for five bucks. We'll just skip your head to the next one because <laughs> half is hard. Oh, it's it's definitely. It's definitely an interesting market, uh, and yeah, there is money to make. There is money to be made out of playing with people's minds. That's for sure. My phone knows my schedule. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed that on weekdays it tells me how long it'll take me to get to work, mm-hmm. and today it told me how long it would take me to get here. Really? Yeah. Huh. Mine only knows where I don't go anywhere enough. I don't, I don't yeah. have any other. Common things. So, you have logged into Google uh, Google Now? Or? No, it's just it's just the today. Um, oh, it's Apple. Yeah, Apple it's today. Apple. Okay. Yeah. It calls us. It calls this place Fernway, but I know <laughs> you're going to Fernway again. Yeah. What you doing up in Fernway, Greg? 
Yeah. So yeah, it tells me yeah on on, on the weekdays it knows where I'm going. It knows <laughs> I go here on Saturdays. That's uh, <laughs> has it said you better leave for Fernway. No, it hasn't done that yet. No, You're going to be late. It hasn't done that. It doesn't automatically set alarms or anything like that. You probably. Uh, you're, you're pretty consistent on the time. I'm surprised it hasn't known that yet. Because like I will get, well, mine are through Google. I I have Google log. I, I don't have anything set up where it could. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I never set up anything like to tell it to notify me about anything oh. like that. Right. Like, but the Google one will like tell me. It'll send it. It'll send a, note, a push notification to my phone the days that traffic is heavy. Mm. Like prior to me getting in the car. That's so cool. it times it so you kind of get those. It didn't work on the way. The thing is, there was traffic like not on two seventy nine, but on seventy nine the other day, like really bad. And I guess Google, it was outside of Google's sphere of influence, right, or, or of caring. It didn't yeah, tell me yeah. about that traffic. Well, I, I like, mean, ah. so it's still a work in progress technology. But you did put here. Did you put artificial intelligence on here? I don't think so. So I must put on there, and I didn't. I don't remember why. Um, Keep it on there because there's interesting stuff to talk okay. about, but but uh, I don't need to worry about that right now. Stupid email shit. We get about podcast advertising. Yeah, uh, you don't want to do the audiometric.io. What was this thing? Um, That's on that came the other day. It's uh, it's the audiometric. Yeah, the, the, yeah audiometric.io. Get yeah. paid to host your podcast with us. Look at the size of that soundboard, man. I I um, I was going to reply to it. Um, <laughs> you see the uh. The reply I started to make. Oh, <laughs> global podcasting space. Talked about global global podcasting space. And I was like, like, like space, like actual space. We get to be in actual space. Anyway, it, it's it's really dumb stuff. Just like you, I am passionate about podcasts. I am on a mission to boost the podcasting space globally. I mean, so we do get a bunch of dumb shitty. Yes, I don't. I haven't vetted audiometric.io at all, but if you like, say we didn't have the the script that takes the files and makes the feeds and all that stuff. Um, this looks like a pretty from the screenshots. Mm-hmm. It looks like it could be a pretty. So neat, it's a Squarespace for podcasting. Yeah, so it would make for a lot of people managing the podcasts is hard, mm-hmm. and you know some people will set up a WordPress blog and use that. Um, other people will use Libsyn. Um, this looks like an option for that. For us, I have automation, right? Yeah. I run one little command and it uploads all the files, redoes the feeds. You know, after nine years, I finally <laughs> got the system that I want. And I actually contributed back to it's called, uh, what is the, what is the script? It doesn't called? matter. Well, I actually contributed back some code changes right. to it not too long ago, which adds in the JPEG files and things like that. So if your feed loads JPEG files, you'll get pictures in now. So, Okay. This is a conversation I had with my dad when I did finally get to talk to him. What will future society... He he brought this up and and because uh, we were talking about... Well, there are two things, I guess. <laughs> Talked about... Um, well, just anyway, we find things that we look back and say, like, you know, God, how did people ever, um, how did people ever accept slavery? How did people ever accept uh, 
or, or not accept interracial marriage. And now we're getting to the point, you know, how do people ever not accept uh, gay marriage? What will future society find appalling about our stance on today? He asked me that question, and, and I immediately said, I, I'm sure something. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that there's lots of things I'm doing right now that, that's going to piss off people in the future. But I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, it's hard, to, it's hard to tell when you're immersed in it what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Probably still gay marriage. Probably uh, climate deniers. Anti-vaxxers. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, we're already getting pissed off with that. With that now, I'm yeah. talking about stuff that that seems completely oh, it seems normal, normal today. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, well, that's it. If it, it. Anything that I would mention are things that already seem wrong. Yeah. Right. Like if you talked about like obesity in America, right? It's like we think that's perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a high rate of it, but we don't. It's not like we're oblivious to it being, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, thing, like, like I issue. think that maybe in the future people will start to think, why would they? Why were they so against eating insects? That kind of thing. Oh. Or GMO. Right. Uh, yeah. But I mean, it's the eating insects. Eating insects things that's so cultural and. There's no good reason for it, right. and if you know, it's actually a much better system <laughs> if we did, but it's just a cultural thing that's that's blocking right. us, and so it's it. So that's one thing that I think that people look back and be like, "What were they? <laughs> they, they had these giant factories to 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 mush cows together when they could have gotten all the protein, and I'm sure they they'll, they'll come up in the future with great ways to make it very tasty and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have a steak every once in a while, sure, but you don't need to have you don't need to be chopping up cows nonstop to make to make a mush that you then <laughs> the, the, you form into patties, right? I mean, that's easy to make out of other stuff. I guess. Come on, a good burger though. A good burgers are good, but it it should be more of a luxury than it is. Good point. Yeah. But he he also made a similar kind of point. He because I was talking about how interracial marriage. It what you know? It's silly that we we got onto the gay marriage topic, and you know now he's he's, he's for it. But he when I said, you know, it, it's as silly as when you look at it, it's as silly as the interracial marriage that we look at that now, and you know, how how could people have been against that? And then he jumped back with, I mean, he 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 didn't necessarily he doesn't necessarily believe this, but he he gave the kind of evolutionary argument against homosexuality as a as a reason why it's different. Evolutionary argument being that, well, there's a difference between a procreating and a non-procreating couple, and there's and there's a reason why society would want more procreating couples and not, and you know, and I and I told him, well, yeah, I mean, that's fine when you're a hunter gatherer tribe. That's why they had those rules, you know, when you're down when you're when you have a society of 100, 200 people, it kind of makes sense for society to say, look, you know, stop fucking. Dude, stop fucking each other. We need to get this thing going. We are in a different phase. Well, you could you could allow homosexuality and polygamy, and then it's a zero sum game, right? Uh, but that, except I mean, for those lesbians, those the, damn lesbians. The idea is that you want to steer society in this in the direction of, of of procreation. So you want to make it something that's taboo to not do it. I get it. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, the Bible has lots of these things. All all these religions have lots of these things in there. And the reason why is because, yeah, they came from a time when those things were important. We don't live in that society anymore. In fact, 
a lot of the evolutionary pressures that were on us before, they don't, I mean, we have, we've created our own environment. So that's not an issue anymore. It is the evolutionary argument fails because we are sidestepping a lot of the evolutionary selection of the natural selection that would be on us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're big enough that, yeah, you just, you know, go fuck whoever you want to fuck. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And the, well, they're not arguing against sodomy laws. They're arguing against gay marriage. Right. But, so, I mean, they're, so most people aren't arguing against fucking whoever you want to fuck. They're arguing about marrying who you want to marry. Yeah, but you know, the, it, it's, it's love who you want to love is, is, is the other thing. And, and our society has this thing where you get tax breaks for being in a marriage. You get benefits for being in a marriage. You get to share incomes, that sort of thing. So those legal things should be available mm-hmm. to whoever you love, not necessarily just has to be a person of the opposite sex. Right. So, the, but the reason for resisting it does is no longer a valid reason. It, if we got, you know, if an asteroid struck and we're down to, you know, 500 people again, then I think it would make sense to, to forbid that activity in, because you want to set up a societal taboo for a while so that you get growth exponential growth you could do that or you could just make them donate their dna the idea is that that would sort of peter out peter mm-hmm. you're jerking it anyway um I, I mean i think that when you get down to a small group and you really need to grow you have to be a lot more authoritarian that's just sort of the dynamics right i mean just look at work. all these post-apocalyptic ones right yeah. there they're led by a ruthless leader generally so yeah, and but when you get bigger and bigger and bigger, these things that made sense really fall apart. Mm-hmm. So that it's another reason why I think you know the libertarian ideology falls apart because it would work if you had a network of ten or twelve people who did business, right? Then everyone knows each other. No one's going to screw each other over because there's a real detriment to doing that when you have a. A society where nobody knows each other really. I mean, it's not like you know everybody. You know nobody, right. and so everyone's going to try to screw everybody over. Mm-hmm. Right. It completely falls apart. Yeah. Rant over. So I put something on a couple of weeks ago. I just want to mention real quick. The Mars One. They picked the first hundred candidates. More interesting. Interesting is that MIT recently did a study that found that even with the current technology. If the group succeeded yeah. in getting there, they would only live 68 days. The first death would be in 68 days. Oh, first death. Okay. Um, yeah, it's... I mean, I... I respect the pioneering spirit. We don't consider that there were a lot of ships to the New World colonies that completely failed. Mm-hmm. There were some that worked and some that just died right and this very likely is going to be one if it ever gets out which i doubt it will but if it ever does it's going to be one that gets there and just dies but it's setting hopefully there's the there's the question do can can we get there and avoid that right you know, like, or is that part of expansion? Do you need a bunch, send a bunch of people and not all going to make it? Well, you look at... You're trying to colonize, right? Yeah, I mean, you look at sending 
all every time we start something, it takes it. it there's a lot of fits and starters, you know, when we're trying to start rockets, we didn't understand mm-hmm. rockets so well, and trying to start satellites, we didn't understand the dynamics that well. We were just throwing things up there and trying to figure out how it all worked. We're still, you know, Mars is is getting a lot easier to get to than it used to be. But it's, you know, it's still a, there are still things that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. So you have to build up and you have to make a lot of mistakes and figure out what went wrong and you know, uh, idiot-proof your designs, essentially. Right. So, yeah, I mean, if we start, if we start a moon landing project, just sending shit out there, yeah, eventually we're going to, we'll, we'll get out there. But this, this is the thing that governments are good at. I think we talked about this before. Governments are good at this because they have an unlimited amount of money they can spend. They can just create more money. Mm-hmm. This is why it's, this is why it's a government's, uh, it's a government game, not a business game. Right. Um, teledildonics, which is sex across the internet. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, this is literally called teledildonics. Um, but it, it, it occurred to me that we're hardly. I saw that kissing thing on that midnight last week, or what? Right, they had a which, the on that midnight they had a video of this teledildonic, but it was just a kissing mm-hmm. tool. So a guy would kiss one, and right? The yeah, would kiss the other, and the lips would. Send the signal. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. Maybe, maybe that's what, you know, it's striking us as creepy now. And it, it, people will be like, yeah, of course you have sex over the internet. Um, but we, we'd hardly be the first species to, to use an intermediary for sex. Flowers do it all, flowers do it all the time, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, they can't move. So. Well, they can, but they just move at a different, at a slower time scale than we do. Oh, they're anchored. They're not mobile. They're more mobile than you might think. Okay. But, uh, yeah, the, so, but other species have used intermediaries for sex before, so we're, mm-hmm. just, we're just learning. Learning how to do it <laughs> from, from things that have been around for a lot longer than we have. Hey, B, come here. I'm going to come on your back. <laughs> you take it over there and spread it. Just to whoever you find. <laughs> Okay, uh, I want to talk about the Silk Road stuff, but we can talk about that uh, in the next right. uh, in, in the after show. Okay, sounds good. Got a lot of beers to yes. drink.